Welcome to the podcast, Fibromyalgia Real Solutions with Amanda Love. My name is Amanda Lise Love, and I'm a registered holistic nutritionist who works with those with fibromyalgia. And today's guest is Arda. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Amanda, for having me. Thank you so much for being here. So tell me, I always like to ask the question, how did you get started with what you're doing now? Sure. So I, um, so my name's Arthi Kumar Jain and my, um, my story is I have this nonprofit called the Holistic Life Care and it's a startup nonprofit that came into formation about, I'm sorry, I'm hesitating because with the COVID, it doesn't really always count, but like about two years, I would say almost two years. Um, and so the, the vision behind it was my mom was diagnosed with cancer back in August, 2018 with ovarian stage four. And I think anyone who gets impacted, as you know, Amanda, working with fibromyalgia, any, any type of um, debilitating health condition, you just go into research and trying to help solve things and everything. And so long story short, my mom did pass from cancer, but what she left behind was the life stages. She had written them all down from the beginning of life, um, like, like uh, birth and then childhood and um, her adolescence and kind of going through the life stages and being a grandparent all the way to the end of life. And so I believe a lot of in energy healing and energy work. And so I am a Reiki practitioner. So with Reiki, I was able to read that into that. And I was like, my mom is sending me a message to start this nonprofit and really do impactful work. So then the year in her passing, I literally took all these classes. I became a certified health coach. I did whole nutrition training, like I tease, I think I found a lot of healing in education. And I think my story is that I really love education. I, and I think that was just a healing way. And so long story short, that's kind of how that came to be through the lens of legacy is what I call it. That's beautiful. Thank you. So you're, I love that you're, it's about leaving a legacy. Yes. Yes. And I always say to everyone, Amanda, like, like, listen to the signs of what's calling you. You know, I, I went to school for education. I switched and went into mental health and everything. I know we all get penalized for job switching. And I felt really guilty for not always like just job hopping. Right. I've changed careers. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I've, I've just not been in that kind of role that a lot of people are in 20 years or 15 years. And I felt guilty, but I just want to remind everyone that you have your own course, you know, you have your own course. The theme that I'm realizing is the same in each strand. Now I realize it's education and being with people and empowerment through that. So I think you have to look for the strands in each particular portion of what you do. Exactly. So what exactly do you are about? What do you want to? Yes. So Amanda, there's, I'm so passionate about a lot of different topics. Um, I actually, um, the, under the nonprofit, the umbrella is coaching through the lifespan, like I was telling you. And one of the things that I'm working towards slowly is to um, become a certified um, brain health coach 
through um, the Amen clinics, Dr. Da Daniel Amen, and I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. I, I don't like when I don't pronounce things right, but Dr. Daniel Amen um, is a psychiatrist who has tremendous amount of experience and has really decided he wants to help shape how we view mental health and how we view brain health. And so his big focus is on change your brain. One of his quotes is change your brain and change your life. Mm -hmm. And so the message that he sends that I really believe in this has become a big passion of mine, especially more recently. Um, I also work with kids in my um, coaching practice. It's called love and light for kids. And we work a lot on, um, we'll talk about this today is called stomping out the ants, which are automatic negative thoughts. And so kids even are starting to pick up like, oh, I have the power to stop these thoughts out. Like they're realizing, no, I don't have to like, it doesn't have to always be so negative Nelly. And it doesn't have to be all about, um, this is my brain, I can't change. Because so long in psychology and how we view things, we have said, oh, this is the way I am. And this is who I am. But no longer with all of the research in psychology and neuropsychology and neuroscience can we say that anymore because we actually have the power to change our brain. That's interesting. So what is a brain coach? Is that what it's called? Yeah, health, uh, it's called a certified brain health uh, a coach. And as you know, Amanda, there's like a coach for everything now, but right. it's, because, it's because there is a need. There's a need to fo focus on different, like for instance, for you, fibromyalgia is a huge topic that needs a specialist. Yeah. It's like you don't go to, I mean, you don't go to, uh, uh, you don't go to a GI if, if you have a heart condition, you're gonna have to go to a cardiologist, right? If right. You, I mean, so it's the same thing, even with specialists in the coaching industry. I think, I think the more and more we get into it, the more we realize there's specialization for different parts of different parts of our life. Right. Yes. So brain health coach is someone who empowers uh, an individual to feel like they can stomp out. We'll be discussing like these ants, how do they, how, how they understand and educate themselves and also there's a portion of supplements where they can introduce them to supplements and explain how supplements could be helpful. And also tell them if they have any interest in getting a SPECT um, scan, which is something that the Omni Clinics do. Um, even though it is costly, Amanda, it's really worth it because it really can show different parts of our brain and what's happening. Um, and, and where there's a need for nutrients because of the fact that there's deficiencies in the brain mm -hmm. and really treating the brain as a, as an entity, like, and, and respected that the fact is it's the ma most major organ in our body that needs to be specially focused on because it controls everything. Yeah. I've never heard of anyone talk about brain health really. <laughs> Yes, because we call it mental health. So, so that's the other part of why, you know, we're, and, and I don't know about you, when you think mental health, what do you think of? Um, counseling. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. So this, this is exactly what he's trying to say. If we talk about brain health, 
who's not going to start saying, I want my brain to be healthy too. You know, mental health is about people thinking about therapy, counseling, psychiatry, medicine, medications. Right. When you think of brain health, you're thinking, oh, I want nutrition. Oh, maybe I do. Maybe the part of needing some medications. Oh, I need some skill building. It's way more comprehensive than the stigma behind just mental health. And that's why he says, let's focus on brain health. Yeah. Well, if our brain's not right, then everything else is going to not work. Yes, totally. So he says, and um, I will be using, and full disclosure, I have no financial, um, no financial, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm sorry. Uh, no reciprocity for discussing Dr. Amon's um, ANSI's automatic negative thoughts and using his name a lot today. I have other folks that I also really believe in their work like Dr. Daniel Siegel and um, also Dr. Bruce Perry, who does a lot of work in neurobiology. I have a lot of folks that I follow and really appreciate, but today I'm name dropping him because, <laughs> yeah. because of the fact that Ants is really the one that he has worked a lot with. And um, it's part of what he has instilled in his clinics and with the patients. And um, for those of your listeners that are interested, YouTube has a bunch of videos that'll break down each one of these ants so that they can really hear from his perspective. I'm just really gonna quickly highlight. Okay. So, good. so, so Amanda, here's the thing that I say that it's so <laughs> negative, but our brain is actually kind of like a little bit of a devil. It's a beautiful, but see, I call it, it's a beautiful entity. It's a beautiful thing, but it's also like the devil because it does actually, it is kind of this device that is wired to be negative and how to have negative thoughts first. So you have to train your brain on how to change it. So that's why it's called automatic negative thoughts and how we're going to address them and overcome them. So he, Dr. Ami talks about the seven, seven ants, which when you hear them, you're going to be like, oh, I know somebody who definitely, like you, every one of them, you're going to think of someone in your life. And sometimes you're going to know you've done it too. Because I mean, I have, we all have. We all are not perfect. We're all not perfect. Ant number one, the all or nothing ant. So this is the one where you use words like maybe, sometimes, and perhaps. And you always use the word always and never. And I'll be honest with you, Amanda, I work with kids. So kids use this all the time. My mom never lets me go outside. My mama always makes me eat my vegetables. Kids definitely have the all, the always, never, every time. That is the one by default that they're used to this ant number one. I see it a lot. And I'm just so curious. I want to do some more research on, is it because of the way that their brain is starting to develop and how, mm -hmm. how each part their frontal lobe is still developing while their amygdala, which is at emotion center is so I'm, it's very black and white thinking is what he says. So there's no room for gray, which life is full of gray. So I'll give you an example. My kids never listen to me. That's the one that parents use a lot, right? I've said it too. Like, oh my God, my kids never listen to me. Or I'd say to her, should you never listen to me? Mm -hmm. Right? And then the other one is like, um, you know, I hear this a lot in the health coaching perspective is I've tried every diet in the world and it just never works. It always fails. Yeah. I've tried I hear, all, I hear that a lot. I've tried everything. I've tried everything and it just does not work. 
So that's the one I hear a lot in terms of like, like with clients, right? So that's all or nothing. And how do you address that one? Is you just gotta say, peace out, bye-bye, gotta leave. <laughs> like you can't, you have, to, you have to train your brain. And he uses it, train your brain to say, wait a minute. Actually, I did have a successful time with my diet when I, when I was able to eat right for like three days. So why don't I give myself some credit? That's an example. You just have to literally have that salt pot. It has to be pot. What do you think of that one? Yeah, that's good. That's the one that I hear all the time. Oh, I've done gluten-free. I'm like, well, have you? <laughs> <laughs> but I think people don't give themselves credit for even doing it for a day. Or even a meal. If you, if you're, if your diet is so bad and you're eating so much junk and food and everything that you probably shouldn't be eating, we'll just start with one meal. Okay, I ate a healthy dinner. Yes, I love that you're talking about breaking it down because this is exactly all of these automatic negative thoughts are how to get rid of them and not how to address them is by breaking them down. That's exactly exactly what you said you would break down well how about celebrating the fact that dinner's going well right and and that's a great example and number two is just the bad ants these are the ones where you can't see anything good or positive in the world this is the one where we basically take a positive experience and then we whoosh, turn it into negative so an example of this is like is like i gave so I gave this presentation and I actually got really good feedback, but then Amanda's was way better. She got more podcast listeners than I did, you know, yeah. or it's like, we're comparing ourselves. Yes. It's the comparison. The one that's used in the example with Dr. Amin is I wanted to get a hundred likes on my social media posts, but I only got 76. Why do I even bother? I'm a complete failure. <laughs> right. Right. Okay, 76 is a very large number for likes. That's right? a lot. Yeah. I'd be happy with that. <laughs> right? I'd be happy too. So 76 is a large number, but aiming for this 100 and saying that I'm a failure because I didn't meet it. So 76. <clears throat> so taking a positive experience and turning it into negative. That's just called just the bad ants. So again, I, the way that you can address this one is putting a positive spin on negative thoughts will lead to positive changes in your brain. You literally have to take, you and I, you went there, right? You said, oh my gosh, I would be happy with 76. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Guilt beating answers number three. Guilt is not a helpful motivator of behavior and it really affects us all. I think, Amanda, you and I were talking about guilt as a whole subject in itself. I mean, Renee Brown, who's um, an awesome, awesome um she just provides so much wealth on guilt, shame, and what that means. And, and you can spend a whole bunch of time on it. But it's the, it's, if you think of these ones, like, I have to stop eating all this because it has so much sugar, right? I really should exercise more often. Oh, I really just, I really just have to get organized because I'm just always disorganized. Like, it's back to the idea of using the word should all the time. Should, should, should. I had a professor, Amanda, who had always said, you need to sh 
you need to just shove your shoulds and coulds and woulds. You just need to let them go. Cause he realized those were the three words that people who would come into therapy should, yeah. would, should, could, would. It was like self-defeating behavior that was really impacting. So replace your should and woulds with I want to. And then you empower yourself to make forward momentum. I want to, or this will help meet my goal by. And then there's displacement and not feeling guilty because you're literally almost stepping outside of it. And and number three, Amanda, to me is the one that really holds a lot because it really is self-defecating behavior when we sit with guilt too long. Yeah. It like crushes people's spirit. And so I really find myself focusing a lot on this one. People feel this one a lot. Do you hear that one with some of your clients? Yeah, I should be eating healthier. I should be working out. It's like, well, what did you, what have you done? Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe you did get a little walk in or do something that you're not giving yourself. People don't give themselves credit. You said that earlier. I mean, it's, these are all exactly people and not because what's happening actually isn't like I'm saying the first thought we have is that negative, the negative. It's a neg we go to the negative. I should have, I should have relaxed. I should have, I should have spent some time with family members. Well, maybe you needed some downtime for yourself. Absolutely. There was a reason you weren't doing it, but then how do you develop a plan, right? You have to develop a plan. Mm -hmm. If you, you can't be saying, oh, I should do this. I should get better with my health condition. You have to. Yeah, you're right. I would ask on the question of like, I'm taking the example for the, for the seeing their family. If that, um, how important is it to you see your family and then you give yourself credit for how you're going to make an action plan to make it happen? Yeah, I, I think it's important if you want to see your family, then make a plan. Mm -hmm. Set that boundary if that person's not the healthiest relationship. Totally. You don't, you don't always have to do something like you should spend the holidays with your family if it's not working then then do something different you shouldn't always have to be I should do this don't yeah. put yourself into it yes I mean I'm so glad you said that because about this whole brain health this is exactly what this is about because what's happening is these ants are causing so much stress on the body that they're basically causing detox in other parts of our body because it's stressing it's literally stress that manifests itself and all parts of our body because the negative thoughts that are created in our brain, then we carry them to our heart. Then we also carry them in our throat because we are literally, do we say anything? Do we not? And then we carry them into our stomach because of the way that we might eat and try to cope and the way that we drink things, you know, and it messes up our digestive system. It, and It starts all up here. And I think you probably believe in that second brain. The second brain is no the eye gut and so this this and this are interconnected and all parts of our bodies are but especially can we hear about the next one 
Yes. Okay. And number four is labeling ants. This is the one like you label yourself with a negative. I'm so stupid. I'm so dumb. I'm useless. I'm a failure. I suck. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You're not because I use, you know, I'll give you an example. Like my, I'm just so disorganized. I have so much. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm just so, I'm, I am disorganized. That's the truth. But then I can't give myself credit when I like, I really, organized. Yeah. when I have been organizing and I have been getting, I'm like, look, wait, I need to give myself credit. Right. So instead of saying I'm disorganized, I have a deficiency in being organized and I'm trying my best. Well, like, you're turn you've turned it around and then you're doing it though you're yes yes exactly because if disorganization yes totally and then okay i want to give you one when people say i'm or she's so lazy like you know how people talk about other people being lazy yes that's a labeling ant when people label each other and they're like He's never going to be able to do anything because he didn't go to college. He'll never amount to anything. That's putting a lot of pressure on that person too. That's one. And it's not your responsibility. Mm -hmm. You can only control you. Absolutely. So this one is the one you label other people and you also can label yourself. It's like the way we point, it's the finger pointing one. Yeah. So how we do, how, how, how he advises, and remember, these are lengthy conversations. When you watch the videos, if anyone's interested on YouTube, when you look them up, Dr. Daniel Amon's aunts, they'll tell you um, they're 20-minute videos, and they really go into each one, but I'm really going quickly. However, I think the gist of it, I think everyone gets that we all have these. So the way that we can address this one is use positive, accurate labels, like speak kindly to yourself and to others. What happens if she's so lazy? I mean, has anyone thought about like what she's doing? We don't know what, maybe she's, she just needs rest. Like, <laughs> well, why are we under estimation? Is to chill out. <laughs> well, I think, I think a lot of times we put these labels on people and we don't know what they're going through. We don't know what health concerns, we don't know what they're going through. Absolutely. Amanda, my first thought was when we say she's so lazy, do we actually know how much she's sleeping, what her health condition is? Does she have something going on she's not telling her family and friends about? Yeah, like what is there something stressing her out? Is yes. Could she actually be going through depression? And, and I actually work a lot with grief and grief, prolonged grief can have a real big effect when you literally in that first year where you go, go, go. Cause I had a few moments, like even recently where I was like, why am I so tired? Am I sick? Am I sick? Oh no. I just needed a, I just needed some time to literally chill out because it was, you're just always going. And so, um, grief is hard. It is hard. I mean, I, 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 I lost a family member last August. Mm -hmm. So it's, and so in the beginning, you're like, it's hard because you're like so sad and then you're, but you also want our go, go, go. Yeah. Yeah. So I bring this up because we don't know anyone's story, right? We don't know anyone's story until we go into it and realize there are reasons that we don't even know. And that one is the one that I really say that think about, think about something before you start labeling people, because you don't know. You don't know their story. And yeah, of course, with you, you just have to talk positive to yourself. 
And the next one, ant number five is called fortune teller ants. This is the one where you think you know everything. <laughs> so oh, no. like you think that you know the, that what will happen in the future, but you only focus on the, on the negative instead of the positive. And they have really very limited basis in actual reality. So just to know that these are not helpful because basically you're put, and, and I, like I said, I believe in energy work. And so what ends up happening is you're like, it's almost like negative Nelly who forecasts their future and then it, and it's all looking bleak. And then it turns out to be bleak, right? Never, these are called the lying ants. Don't listen to them. They're trying, it's almost like, honestly, Amanda, you know, I, I put it to you this way. It's almost, it's spring. The ants start infesting your house. I use this example with my kids when they throw sugar, like when they're eating stuff and there's stuff all over. I'm like, we're gonna have some ants in the house and they don't go away easily. And I'm not trying oh, to spray no. them, kill them anymore. <laughs> I'm not trying to that's, use rain anymore. That's, that stuff is so, it's horrible. It's so horrible. It's horrible for them. It's horrible for the kids. Long story it short. It smells awful. And it smells awful, even though there's lemon flavor, but still. <laughs> But I'm trying to get at Amanda's, even though I'm even trying to use a natural solution, I'm still killing the ants, right? The fact is why even, why even have them start by, start by a framework of prevention. And that's a big part of also the health coach model is how do you work on prevention by building that positivity? So some, somebody might say to themselves, um, uh, for example, uh, if I apply for this job, I'm just not, I'm just not going to get it. There's 10,000 other people better than me. I'm not going to get it. <laughs> and that's happening to a lot of people where they might be qualified, but they're saying, I'm not, I'm not going to get it. I'll just get rejected. Um, so, so this one is basically Dr. Amon says, don't give these ants the power that they seek. Talk back to them and tell them I will succeed. It's that positive affirmations actually here. If I take that risk, there's a great chance it'll work out is another example he gives. Like, yeah. What do you think of that one? I think a lot of people do that one. I think it's easy with the how this world is right now where we can get into that mindset if we're not careful. You have to be very careful, especially... Um, for this pandemic where a lot of people are saying it's never going to get better, right? What we're seeing in the world. Yeah, a lot of people- Instead of saying it's going to be different. And I, it is I, different. I, well, honestly, it's, it should have taught us something. Totally. I think, well, instead of saying, oh, it's never going to be the same. Well, how great was it before? Yes, how great was it before? Oh. And things are always changing. So instead of addressing, things change all the time. We change. So what would make us think that things won't change? Yeah, and you and I feel like you should have real in this past whatever over a year, you should have realized what's important. Maybe some of the things that you were doing beforehand, you don't need to go back to doing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, we have two more left. Ant number six, mind reader ants. This one feels like it knows exactly, like I know what Amanda's thinking right now. She's like, get me off of this call. <laughs> Even though the other person has not told their thoughts or opinions, like you're just, this is the one where you basically feel like you can read people's minds. So something like this be like, my parents are, are, aren't proud of me. My, 
my husband just doesn't love me anymore because, because I've gained weight or I'm fat now, or um, nobody likes me because, um, because I'm different now or however, these are all, these are all thoughts that they develop because they have a perception mm-hmm. of what others are thinking. The way to address this one is stop trying to read people's minds and actually ask them, what are you thinking about me? Like ask them, do you view me differently? Ask them questions. If you feel like you have a question on what they are thinking, give them the respect and give them the authority of their own brain to ask them. If you're curious, instead of like hypothesizing, this isn't science class. <laughs> like you're not, you're not in science class. Like you have to ask what, you know. I don't think we do that though. I don't, I think that's why we have so much friction with families and stuff because we don't ask what. We don't ask. No. Right? We assume my mama doesn't want to spend time with me because she likes, this is happening. Like she doesn't, she does she likes, uh, you know, my sibling better. Or you know what I'm saying? Or um, just examples, right? Or um, my wife doesn't want to spend time with me anymore because I'm boring. Versus finding out, right? Um, and developing, back to you saying earlier, Amanda, we said develop a plan. How about you sit down and talk about how can we schedule time together? Or finding out. Just yeah. talk in our brain is leading to a lot of dysfunction in relationships. You're absolutely 100% right on that one. Yeah, I I think we don't, if we don't ask, then we're not going to know. Ant number seven, blaming ants. The ant doesn't want you to ever admit your mistakes or take responsibility for actions. So everybody is like, it's like this one in government right now, right? Like we always are ready. I mean, don't get me wrong. Our leadership in here in the country, uh, um, you know, my families are originally from India. A lot of everyone is blaming, blaming the prime minister for his role. Don't get me wrong. I do believe people in leadership have a responsibility, but it's not the only person, right? We cannot blame that one individual no. for everything. It wants you to play the victim. So think of the blaming ant as a dangerous red ant. Because it not only will rob you of your joy, but also personal power is what he says. So when you're constantly the victim, you really have very low chances of changing the outcome. That's the truth, right? If you're the victim, you really. So examples are, um, I I didn't do well in that presentation because my my professor didn't give me the right, and my professor didn't give me enough information. Mm-hmm. Or I didn't do well in school because my mom didn't spend enough time with me doing my homework. So the blaming ants, and this happens everywhere you look. We are ready to point the finger. This is the pointing the finger at others. Yeah. Instead of taking self-responsibility, self-ownership, self. I love what he says on this one. It's your life, so take responsibility for it. Stop playing the victim card. He summarizes that as a smart tip. I told, that totally makes sense. Because when we blame others, Amanda, don't you feel like, then it's going constantly around in circles. There's no action taking, right? Or blame other people then, yeah, you're not taking action 
Totally. So just real quick, in order to, I, we were using the um, the discussion of like raid, but you know, the idea of like, how do you even have this, this, how do you overcome these? So eliminate them as they come in right away, which is his, one of the solutions he talks about is write that negative thought down, which I, I believe a lot in journaling, because what happens is when you write things down on a piece of paper, you literally are seeing it, it's coming out and pouring out where it's no longer either embedded in your subconscious, but it's now in your conscious stream of consciousness. And then you can figure out which one is this. And you actually, some of us have one area that we're more doing of than another. You'll find out when you write them down. And then when you remind yourself that this is not true, it'll start to weaken. And then stop the thought by paying attention to it. Meaning like pay attention and say, okay, I had this thought, but I need to move on from this. This is not, this doesn't not work. Yes, it doesn't serve me. Exactly. And then start out each morning off with gratitude, which is not only him, but so many folks say start off with feeling grateful that you were able to take a breath this morning, right? Like the gift of waking up in the morning and even getting being able to breathe. And end every night by asking what went well today. I do this thing with my girls. I ask them, it's been a while. We haven't done this. So it reminds me to do this highlight, low light and grateful. Like, what do you, what? What, what is your, all three of them, we can, we still need to figure out what didn't go right, but what did go right? And create optimism with a dose of reality, he says. Nobody's asking you to be positive Pollyanna all the time, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> but do serve a little bit more than we, than you do right now. Create optimism. And then um, change the behavior. Like what is your, what is the behavior and what is, how is it impacting your relationships? Just change, change it. And then he said, watch the movie Pollyanna. <laughs> Cause I just said positive Pollyanna. It's a Disney movie. Yeah. I mean, half the people may not have watched it, but it makes, it inspires me to say what like, worth a watch to get rid of these seven types of animals. I love all, all seven are, but are great. I think we, but people need to pick which one they need to work on. Mm -hmm. Totally. And I went quickly, Amanda, but for your listeners, they'll, they'll know, they can look one up and literally type in ants. Like I am using YouTube because I've watched the videos and they're really, um, he's, he's, he's very, most psychiatrists and most, um, Sometimes it's hard to take abstract concepts and make them simple, but he literally takes this complexity of the human brain and breaks it down, just like Dr. Daniel Siegel and um, some of these other folks to break it down and make it simple so that people feel that it is accessible to them. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. Interesting. I, I, I can't... I, I think we all know which ones we should work on and then which ones other people in our families need to work on. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> they will speak out to you and then you know, and then you write them down and then you squash them and then, yeah, pretty much. Right. Mm -hmm. So where can everyone find you? Yes, for sure. So uh, our website is www 
Dia, D-I-Y-A Holistic Life Care org and then um, on Instagram it's via DIY a holistic life care is Instagram and then we also have a Facebook page of um, the holistic life care as well and then I also um, do a weekly um, podcast and Amanda's already said she come on one day yes <laughs> so um, it's on health wellness and um, cancer support on um, talk for media. I'll light up your life. Sounds great. I'll put that all in the show notes. Is there one last tip you would like to share with my audience? Yes, Amanda. I think it's the fact to be kind, patient, and loving to yourself because you have, we have, really do have one life to live. You know, I really believe we have one life to live in the sense of course, what I mean by that is in this human body, you have one life to live, whatever your belief system is. I think we can all be grounded that this is who you are in this place. However, you can change. You can change and be the better version of yourself the minute that you decide that's what you want for yourself. It's just, it's just a flipping of the switch in your brain. And I have not seen anyone who didn't find once they made the switch you can totally do it and i and that is why i'm passionate about this this topic that we did today because it is about empowering yourself with the wealth of knowledge that you can change you can literally change your life and i totally agree about that i i think we all need to empower ourselves so thank you for coming on and sharing your wealth of knowledge Thanks so much for having me, Amanda. And thank you to your listeners as well. Have a good one.